Hi there, welcome back to Pods Unchained, the one and only podcast where we talk about all things blockchain, NFTs, and of course, gods, I beefed that a little bit, didn't I? Gods Unchained, we talk about gods unchained here. Uh, as always, I am here with the Mudman. The Mudman, how you doing? I'm doing great, Caution. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. We have some exciting news to talk about today, uh, a couple of different areas to cover, and we are joined by a very, very special guest. Uh, we were privileged enough to announce a new uh, TS teammate, uh, what, two weeks ago at this point? Uh, the Professor, community legend, uh, just an absolute pillar of, uh, you know, the new player experience if you want to get good as quickly as possible. Uh, great content on Twitch, YouTube, all over the place. Uh, pleasure to have him on the team and pleasure to have him on the show today. Professor, how you doing there? Hey guys, welcome to Pods Unchained with the Professor. Oh, sorry, old, <laughs> old habits there, guys. How are you guys uh, doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing great, Professor. I think we got a new intro. Yeah, super stoked. That's yeah, a weight just, off of uh, my back. I'm just, you know, too much pressure. Yeah, the other one's too wordy. <laughs> Pods Unchained with the Professor. Yeah, yeah. Can we say that even if you're not yeah. here in the future? Well, that was why we got him on TST. Because we now we have the less than three heart. We have rights to that, and we can say Pods and Chain the Professor. Yeah, there you go. The algorithm loves my, that. Uh, re- yeah, recording there, and then just uh, you know, when when it gets to the point where I say my name, you guys just you know, dub your voices over it. That, Easy. That's a good call. We'll have to get Soul One on that. Uh, with the quickness there, um, but yeah, as as we uh, said in the intro there, uh, third place this past weekend. Congratulations! Really uh, carrying the team on your back, considering neither myself nor the Mudman uh, found time to play on Super Bowl weekend. But uh, what did you go with? How was uh, how was the run? Was it rocky? Any close games? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, thanks for the congratulations. Um, I wasn't looking at the stats until later on so didn't realize i was coming in third but um it actually started off rough i i, I was one and oh then the next game i played I, I ran nature which is similar to the nature list that i made a video on to help um players out there it's it's a the mythic nature deck that i've been running almost a month now since the meta hasn't really changed much um but i ran a nature list and in the second game i ran into a casino death deck that literally uh pulled a polyhymnia on me on turn five and uh, i was just like <laughs> yeah so I, I had no answers for it um and then after that i took a break right away <laughs> Smart man. A break. Good move. take a walk yep <laughs> yeah and then um no, it, other than that it went pretty smooth um i, I tend to so I, when i play my weekends you know i i i keep track of my games but i don't look at my stats if that makes sense i have like offline just so that way I know how many games I've played, but I don't really look at GU decks. So then that way um, I know if I'm done if I'm done with 25 or not. But uh, it went well overall. I'm pretty happy with the results, and we will probably go over that a little bit later. But yeah, uh, went with nature, went pretty good, and was happy with the final results. Um, happy to represent the team and um, get our names out there in the uh, top 10 now that... Uh, stack 15 uh, shout out to stack on on the discord he's uh taken stat tracking to the next level and has created all sorts of record keeping and bookkeeping to uh players uh pump up their ego 
<laughs> yeah, that, that made me feel really bad this week when I, I didn't play, and he was like, here's the team stats for this week. Yeah. Oh, boy, I didn't help. Couldn't have picked last week there. Yeah, yeah no, two I, weeks ago. I helped two weeks ago. It's fine. Yeah, no, big, good call. Big shouts to Stack15 for um, compiling those, sharing them with the community. Uh, awesome resource. And, uh, yeah, it's really nice when you see that, you know, TST brackets at the top. Um, always nice when you see it in the top 10 graphic there. Uh, less so when, you know, we only have five participants and they'll do so well. But, um, again, thank you for your contribution there. Definitely helped us in the standings. Um, and, uh, you went with nature. That's very interesting. I feel like most people, um, I think most people go with nature. If they're shooting for, I was going to say, if they're shooting for top 10 in mythic tend to lean towards, uh, you know, mid range control war there Yeah, or board wipe Um, death or board wipe death. Right. But, um, I mean, you just kind of stared those down and said, uh, I'm, I'm going to hit my, uh, I'm going to hit my AOE buffs. I'm going to, you know, apply enough early pressure and I'm not going to care about your turn seven sleep. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You would be correct. Um, I would say that consistency and if people really want, uh, the best chance at a good record, uh, war and death are the top choices. Uh, the reason I don't run those is, um, I think many in the community are aware. Uh, I, I just don't have the collection for it. Uh, I go with what I have, and um, just over the time, what I've earned through packs and what I've been able to pick up, um, it, it's sort of fit my aggro slash mid-range uh, play style. So those are the decks that I tend to go with. Um, I would love to run, you know, full control decks, but again, you know, I just don't have the cards. And also, also the biggest thing, to be honest, is just the time. I I, I can't see myself playing a 40-minute game, just one game, and then you know, end up possibly losing it and then you know i still have 24 times 40 minutes to go so yeah oh, yeah all great calls was that a really roundabout way of saying you don't have demogorgons oh i picked up one so when when um when demogorgons first got listed onto imx uh they, they were the whales were pricing them high but slowly they started undercutting and i think this was when eth was around mid to about two thousand dollars or something but anyways um i was i, I was watching it for a long time because I, I really wanted demogorgon i saw one for 0.12 eth so i that's when i picked one up um the next one was 0.13 and you know i'm, I'm a little stingy i'm like oh, i'll wait for that one to go to 0.12 and it never went back <laughs> so i have one <laughs> gotcha wow half filled oh man Damn it. I, yeah, I guess I think, you didn't know at the time you were catching the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like point zero one doesn't really matter in the big picture, but at that time, you know, you're you're trying to cut coupons and next thing you know, you know, you you, you missed a bus. <laughs> I think the uh, yeah, the phrase is uh picking up pennies in front of a train, right? Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Happens yeah. to the best of us. <laughs> I'm uh looking at myself with those point zero two ETH pyramid wardens from back in the day. Oh, oh boy! If I could go back with what I know now, oh yeah, oh man! If I could go back ten years, I'd be so rich. I'd be so, we'd be recording <laughs> on a yacht right now or something, dude. Oh man! If Mudman, if Mudman could go back one month, he wouldn't have chewed that bubble gum, and he'd still have his mustache, probably. Yes, <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh man! Bit off more than I could chew. <laughs> I, I said, "Hey, everyone, look at me! I'm really good at blowing bubbles." Oh boy. <laughs> It was embarrassing. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, this is a good Gods Unchained podcast so far. Um, 
<laughs> man, oh man. Um, the, uh, I wanted to ask uh, the Mudman Professor. If I have not. Have you had any chance to uh, test the latest uh, balance changes on the PTR? I know I'm doing a hard pivot here, but I'm genuinely curious if you guys got any reps in with the uh, proposed changes. I have played zero games in the PTR, but I have looked at the card changes many, many times while I was doing other Gods Unchained content things. I have strong opinions about many of these changes. Looking forward to it. Uh, Professor, have you got any uh, hands-on experience there? I'm going to say exactly what Mudman said. I'm actually not a big PTR guy. Um, the reason for that is um, I, I like... So generally, I like the idea, the approach that the Gods and Chain team has been taking lately, where they've opened the PTR up to more players, to basically almost the entire user base, and they're getting people to play test these... Um, proposed changes so I'm, I'm all for that um however just for me personally um, i'm not big on on doing the testing um it's just not my my forte if you guys see me in the discord i'm usually helping players answering questions but or creating content but i'm not big on the balance channel I, I just don't feel like um that's my interest or my strength so i i don't really spend much time in the ptr trying out proposed changes i prefer to um run with it once it's live on the on the beta uh, and then just kind of go from there. Awesome. Well, it looks like you and I are going to be in the same boat uh, as we go over these changes there. Um, because, yeah, I've uh, I've glanced over the list uh, a couple of times there. Uh, I saw it about a minute after it was posted, before they had the uh, Armor 2.0 explanation up top. So I'm just looking at these changes in a vacuum, and I'm like, oh, what? We didn't learn any lessons from the previous iteration of... Uh, you know, a couple of cards here. And, uh, you know, just really scared, nervous all around. But then I am Bryn came to the rescue and said, yes, there will be an update to armor. And the <laughs> post was quickly updated with that change to armor. Um, but past that, I haven't really given it much consideration. Um, I have, you know, a couple of uh, loosely founded opinions there. So I'm excited for the Mudman to take the lead on this one there. <laughs> Tell us how we should feel. <laughs> That should be good. Yeah, you want to get started there? Um, I, I, I don't know if... Uh, what, what else do we have to talk about today? We got these PTR balance changes. And uh, what that, else? Am I missing anything? That, that's pretty much it. Yeah, we got so we got a little... We got a couple of uh, bits and pieces here and there of, uh, you know, NFT ecosystem news, but we'll get to that at the end. I don't want to keep, you know, Professor longer than need be. We know you're uh, busy making all of that helpful, fun, and informative content for folks, so... Um, without further ado, Professor, if you're up for it, should we get into it? Yeah, we can talk about um, the changes in the PTR. So like you uh, mentioned, I, I did glance over the changes as well. I did read it later than you, so I, I read it with the Armor 2.0 description. And I, 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 to me, that's great news. I think I've been waiting for Armor to be changed in some way. Um, as everyone can agree, anything with more than one armor is really really strong um we've seen that with many different cards so i think the proposed changes taking into account the change to armor with armor 2.0 i think it's it's going to be some good changes um although i am hearing some people complaining already saying that um you know why even bother with different levels of armor why not just make everything armor point one armor one and just let it do what it's already doing um don't even bother 
changing armor stats just sort of make it equivalent to like frontline or something right so when something has armor it just has one armor and it'll just do what it's currently doing versus the new proposed change um but yeah so i think the biggest news for me what stood out was that they are finally making an adjustment to armor and i i i do think it is necessary yeah um let's fill the uh listeners in at home on what exactly that change is if they are uh, unawares or uninitiated um the armor 2.0 change is that an armored creature, when it takes damage that reduces its health, it also loses one armor. So if you have a two armor creature, you swing with a three attack creature, deal that one damage to its health, it'll drop down to one armor for future attacks. Conversely, if you hit it with you know a 2-2 and you don't get through to actually deal any damage to it, it will stay at armor 2. Um, so yeah, like you said there, anytime the amount of armor on really any creature uh, snuck past one, so two or more armor pretty much anywhere, definitely proved to be problematic um, with armor 1.0. Uh, so I guess, you know, this does, it, it, it's... It's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, exactly. I don't, I don't think it, I don't think it, I don't think it's a great change interesting yeah i'm not a huge fan of armor 2.0 i love re- making armor worse but like uh I-, I think like they've added armor to a lot of cards like and things with two armor it's still hard to deal damage to them so i think what happened mostly with armor 2.0 is cards with one armor got weaker and cards with more than one armor are mostly the same yeah that's fair to say i think um yeah, there. We'll go through the list of uh, card changes individually. As you can imagine, a lot of cards that have armor or had armor have seen, you know, the amounts or uh, yeah, or their yeah, stats change. Or the stats changed there exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, it, it it's definitely worse. Like on uh, on the aggregate, like you know, armor one, armor two point versus armor one point Yeah, they weakened um, armor and like no ifs, ands, or buts. For sure, yeah. But I, I just, I agree with you in the sense that like I see a lot of things here that had armor one and have now been given armor two and above. Um, I guess thinking you know to compensate for the weakening of armor. Uh, I, I just, I don't know if that's such a good idea. I don't know if armor is now bad enough that you know there's a lot of like freedom to maneuver in buffing armor cards they're already really really good they needed to be brought down so like you can't just you know bring them right back up yeah like in, but, uh, in my opinion and like take it with a grain of salt because i didn't i didn't go to the ptr and test but i would like it if if any creature attacked an armor creature it lost one armor regardless of if it actually damaged it or not like let nature's badgers chip away at something's armor make it you know because if something has two armor most early games creatures have two attack so, like, Pyramid Warden Skeleton Heavies, you know, like, stuff like that. Minosian Infiltrators, like, they can't break armor on two armor creatures. And those are the most common little chip attackers. Yeah, I mean, but at that point, aren't you just adding health? In, like, in like those scenarios that you just brought up where you're chipping away armor with one-attack creatures? Well, like, sort of. Yeah. I think I like that, uh, that mechanic there where it's just it's reduced by one with every attack if it stopped at one because um, I, I think one armor creatures i think it's a nice you know addition to the game i think it introduces you know yeah, one armor has felt fine yeah and it just you know it introduces just another layer of complexity uh you know when you're ramming creatures into each other or uh you know dealing with 
number-based damage spells. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if I want to see that, you know, go away completely. I don't know if I want to see, you know, a board full of 1-1s be able to take out a guild enforcer either. Um, I like the idea that... Well, it would take a lot of 1-1s. You know, <laughs> right. And, um, you know, I, I, I like the idea of armor being able to protect against low-wide boards. Um, I just, you know as an alternative to AoE removal, because Lord knows we've seen enough of that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's, uh, all of that said, let's uh, go through each of these changes in the context of Armor 2.0 and um, maybe assess things on a card-by-card -card basis because, yeah, regardless of how the keyword changes, it still comes down to, you know, the rest of the card, the rest of the context. So uh, without further ado, let's get into that. Uh, first up on the list, we have a card called Smith's Hammer. That I absolutely had to look up. Yeah, I don't think anyone just knew as we started it. recording this. Um, this card's horrible. It has seen its uh, mana cost reduced from five to four, which you might think is exciting, but then you read what it does. Yeah, it is a one-two relic. No blitz, no goblets, no nothing. After you attack with this relic, give plus one armor to each friendly creature. So uh, very reminiscent of that uh, wild root staff in nature. Uh, five mana one two relic that you know buffs your whole board if it sticks for a turn and if you stick a board for the whole turn after spending five or in this case four mana um yeah the opportunity cost of it being removed did the less than immediate impact um not a fan <laughs> yeah i think this card remains bad what do you think professor yeah i agree um it's you can't really use the relic to attack till the next turn and you don't really get the effect till the next turn also, so it's almost like this card needs to be uh, buffed up a little bit more if they wanted to uh, see play with it. Well, yeah, because you play the card and then you give your opponent a whole turn where you say, hey, I'd like to have a board, please. And your <laughs> opponent has an entire turn to get rid of your board. Yeah. There's a two-mana war spell that lands that same effect immediately. And may be getting buffed if we might be into a buff version of that card. Interesting. Again, I haven't looked at this list too closely. Um, yeah, I think we're uh, uh, unanimously panning uh, Smith's Hammer. Is that correct, guys? Yeah, Smith's Hammer's bad. Awesome. Saving the listeners the trouble. Uh, next up, we have an interesting one in Plate Pilferer. Uh, this is a deception card. It's seen its casting cost change from 4 to 3 mana. Uh, it has Blitz, and when this attacks a creature with armor, remove said armor. Yeah, it takes the armor. Oh, it takes it and puts yeah. it on. Oh, I must have misread that the first time through. Wow, that's a I really neat so. card. Um, well, well, it doesn't take it on. It just removes it. Oh, so, it just removes oh, okay. it. I so, thought so. Yeah, yeah, it does not gain armor. It just um, removes. So, for example, it's a, it's a one attack, five health, and it attacks a guild enforcer. Um, it, well, it would just remove the one armor from the guild enforcer. I am reading the text, though, and I... This could be interpreted it takes all armor. It says it takes all their armor. I've never played a plate pilfer. <laughs> I've only read about it yesterday. Interesting. I guess this is encouraging us to uh, give it a try. Yeah, and see like, if it's better than we thought it was. Yeah, and like one thing that's cool about the plate pilfer is it's a guild creature. So now that it costs three mana, it can be desert mercenaried. You know, like all guild creatures want to be three mana creatures, and now it gets to be. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That was the first bit of synergy I was thinking of. But man, that taking all their armor is pretty massive. I have a lot of questions about this card. Like, what happens if you swing into a creature and, you know, Plate Pilfer dies? Does 
their armor still get removed? Does probably like yeah? Because it says after this creature attacks another creature, so I'm assuming the attack resolves and then the armor is taken. Mm -hmm. So it won't deal damage to like a one armor creature, but then afterwards it will take that armor. I, I imagine that's how it works. Oh man, we should we should have brought on a, a second guest who played the PTR. Yeah, that would have been helpful. <laughs> but uh, regardless, <laughs> do, you, do you think it's good enough to see play? Because when it's not attacking an armor creature, it's it's sort of like a worse version of Dwarf Atlan. Yes, agreed. Um, I think it works in guild decks. If you're going to be running Desert Mercenary, I think this is absolutely fine to run in the three mana slot. Um, you know, do I like it better than their other options at three mana? Well, probably um, not, not so but you sure. want an abundance of three mana cards for Desert Mercenary. Yeah, that's fair play. Also, we got to see if uh, armor becomes more ubiquitous with these uh, the rest of these changes there. Professor, what do you think? Is this going to make it into your deception lists? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, just because even if it goes down to three mana, there's so many other better three mana cards. You have your Jinx Blade, you have your Ludius Dedicant, uh, even Mar Lady Marcella. So I think there's a lot of really strong three mana cards already in um deception even if you run a guild flavored list right um is it desert mercenary itself is three mana i believe right yep so i think it's gonna be hard to fit this one um even with its special effect i think just uh overall deception is pretty loaded at three mana yeah and i feel like the types of decks that this would fit in would be you know the kind of aggro decks the kind of low and wide aggro decks where something like a guild enforcer can just spell the end of you. Um, that said, Deception has access to Orpheo's Deception. Um, in all of my times playing as Deception, it's always been more aggressive or mid-range, and um, I've never had an issue with armor, um, with uh, you know armored creatures. You know, they, they if, have piercing bolts as well. If, if you want, if they have frontline, I, I Orpheo's Deception them, and yeah, if it's you know something like a Pangolin. Um, yeah, you always have access to Piercing Bolt, which I think, you know, two of belong in every Deception deck at this point. Um, so, yeah, really tough spot for Plate Pilferer. I'm not sure what they could do. It's after him. I think he's been buffed this. in every single patch. <laughs> it feels like it. I this think, is, I think this it's legitimately been every single patch. I think he was a six-mana creature in the beginning. That's <laughs> not true. I think he was a five-mana creature. Yeah, he got... He. You're right. He's been buffed a couple times. Um, and you're right. Uh, besides... Um, Piercing Bolt, you have everyone's favorite stone can poison to give a frontline order. And Caution mentioned uh, Orpheo's Deception. It's or actually Orpheo's Distraction, which we just say cheat, so it'll be easier. Yeah, uh, I wish we could yeah. call it cheat. Yeah, I, I, I'd yeah. like them to bring back cheat, because I feel like all the new players just think I'm insane. Yeah. When I say I'm going to cheat this, I'm going to cheat that. It doesn't make, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Always cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Sound advice. <laughs> used to be anyway yeah alright so alright so consensus play pill first still kind of meh yeah still kind of meh but hey another step in the right direction right make that the mantra here uh, next up we have venerable paladin uh, which is an interesting card I, I think uh, might be underplayed then again light's pretty underrepresented right now on the ladder because war is war um, that said venerable paladin here has seen its stats increased and its text changed uh, it's gone from a 2-2 to a 2-3. It still has armor 1. It still has frontline. Its afterlife effect has changed to give this creature's armor to your strongest creature, 
whereas previously it gave the creature's armor to your weakest creature. So, uh, you know, the stat change makes it a bronze gate uh, that can attack. So, well, pre-buffed bronze gate. Spoilers. Right, uh, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know what I meant. Um, so, you know, right there, plus EV. And then the afterlife of the armor sticking around... Um, pretty wild uh that said i've been trying to think about this in context of armor 2.0 and i can't decide if this is a buff or a nerf because if something swings into this and you know does four damage to it right that one armor gets removed no yeah i think when this creature dies it won't have armor unless they use like a direct removal spell like i think if any creature trades into this it's not giving armor away yeah I mean, that said, like, a removal spell still does damage that reduces its health, right? So, No, I, I was thinking something that says, like, destroy. Oh, oh, like hard removal. Yeah, yeah hard okay. removal. Like I think a Blight Bomb. Yeah, like, yeah, like, Blight Bomb would give armor, but I think if any trade or, like, Star Shard Bolt kills this, it doesn't give armor, in which case it's, like, it's, it only has an afterlife, like, half the time. Or, like, actually it has an afterlife, like, way less than half the time. That's really interesting. I guess I, I still think it. You know, obviously it's better than the current iteration of Bronze Gate because same stats. It can attack. It can attack. Um, and then I guess like, but the the quote unquote upside of that afterlife effect. Yeah, the more I think about it, the less likely I think it is to come off. Um, mm-hmm. Professor, if you you still wrapping your head around this one? There's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't even consider the interaction that you just talked about because I automatically assumed that it would just die and give its armor away, but. With, with armor 2.0, then you you guys are absolutely right. The armor before it di- before it goes to the void, I would expect that to resolve, so it would lose its armor, and then it would have no armor to give. Yeah, we'll have to see how that resolves. Like, I wonder if you swung a like a four attack creature into it and just dealt all four damage at once. If like the afterlife would resolve before the armor is removed, or how that's going to be, um, I guess you know, yeah, just resolve on the back end, yeah. Huh. Yeah, we should have brought a guest in that played the PTR. Yeah. Or like Dan the Dev. <laughs> yeah, because he's busy. Because this is important. This is it's 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 is the card a joke card or is there some like application for it? I don't think it's a joke card under any circumstances. I think it's pretty decent regardless. Um, it's just yeah, like where's the upside, um, or, or how likely is it to come off? Um, a bunch of great questions, but uh, do we get points for asking the right questions even if we don't know the answers? No. No, we, yeah, don't, we, don't get points. we don't get points for anything. Nah, that's fine. <laughs> keep, it, keep an ear out for part two. <laughs> I guess we'll figure that out. Chuck, I have a TBD, put a little asterisk next to it. But um, yeah, Venerable Paladin, probably better than before, maybe question mark. Uh, moving on to Looting Squire, uh, which is another one that I'm going to have to look up right now. That's a three uh, mana, three one. It's a war card. Uh, whenever a friendly creature dies, it gets plus one armor. Oh, I've seen that card before. I've gotten yeah. it a couple of times off of strength and numbers. Yeah, and its proposed buff is it will no longer be a 3-1, it'll be a 3-2, which means it doesn't get destroyed by Blood Ritual anymore. Yeah, that's definitely good news for it. Um, yeah, interesting. So I guess you want to have like an already developed board where like you're going to be you know making mutual trades or or you know something along those lines, and then you plop this down, make your trades, and then you have a thick... Yeah, a very high armor creature. Creature? That doesn't strike me as very good. In the same way that, like, on paper, the Harvester is, like, fantastic. 
but like in practice it's just like really hard to pull off yeah card effects that benefit you throwing away all of your stats like it's it's got to be a really big powerful effect to make me want to throw away my creatures yeah i usually want to keep them i usually do everything i can to keep them yeah if this came with an attack buff in addition to the durability buff i think i'd be uh, more excited about it. I guess, like, your uh, strategy could be you play it on turn three, you kill off a bunch of your little creatures, give it a lot of armor, and then, like, another round, and then Refume Serum. And it's a giant creature with lots of armor. That's, like, the yeah. it's perfect scenario. I think you'd just rather have Protected at the same stats. I don't know. Professor, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing. Um, kind of like our friend Plate Pilferer in Deception. Um currently the favorites in war whether it's the slayer aggro version or the mid-range control version uh people are running protected audi or raid reveler uh at the three mana slot yeah this doesn't push that out exactly and this three two let's say you have two other creatures on the board because if you have way more than two other creatures you're probably going to win the game already and you play this card and it gains plus two armor it's a three four and then it's that's still i mean that's pretty sizable but i mean a canopy barrage takes care of that versus if you had played an audi with protected and you know your your opponent has to take a couple actions to clear it so i i think ultimately for me um i'm gonna go with the plate pilfer discussion here like i think there's better choices at three mana slot yeah i agree with that and also like plate pilfer this is also a three mana guild creature so it can be desert mercenary <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if I would like this more as, like, you know, a 3-1 base stats if it had ward. You know, I'm trying to think of this as, like, a, you know, I think in, like, the, the ideal scenario, you would play this when you expect, like, an AoE spell to come down, and you have, like, a right. wide board. And then ward would be, yeah. like, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I, I think that, I think it might have, like, some game in, like, that area. Um, oh, yeah. If this has ward... Uh, it'll. I think it'll find a spot in the control war list. I mean, Hector would love to have ward. Oh yeah, that's for that's sure. A good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, no immediate board impact. Um, yeah, I definitely still want it to be a three-one if it were to pick up ward. I don't even know why we're spending yeah, more than a couple seconds. Yeah, if I had wheels, I'd be away. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I, I, cause I think the reason I'm looking for a way to make this playable is because I don't think it is right now. Yeah, it's not very good. All right, next up. Gotcha. <laughs> are you excited for this one for some reason not really armadillo familiar used to be a 2-1 now it's a 2-2 two, two. yep with uh, uh what if you cast two spells i think it's uh, if you cast two or three spells it gets one armor yeah plus one armor yeah so okay. so it comes down as a one mana 2-2 two, two, and if you couple it with two or more spells it'll get plus one armor and then you can rinse repeat the next turn if you'd like um Huh. Also, I think this is pretty decent. I think it's okay. I don't think it improved enough to like fit in a deck. I think I, I most think every did. magic deck is pretty full. No, but I, I think Aether Magic has been on the cusp for a while now. Um, but I think one of the big issues with it is you wanted to... Uh, you know, you don't want to run a bunch of uh, you know, one and two mana spells that magic is so well known for because you have a lot more creatures than your average magic deck. Um, and you know, really, your only option uh, in like the one mana aether slot outside of trial spirit was the uh, the familiar, which um, you know, as a one three that gets bigger when you play spells, you know, without 
the typical amount of spells in a magic deck, it didn't work great in an Aether tribal deck in my experience as well. Oh, well oh, there's at. also the one mana 2-2 two, two Aether with Blessed. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, he's a um, good Aether. Yeah, and I, think, I, I do think more the merrier. I think this is good enough, uh, you know, uh, just standalone, uh, or not standalone, rather, in the context of an Aether deck, I, I think this might be good enough to warrant. Like, so you want six one-mana Aethers if you can help it, right? You would just want them all to be like relatively decent. Yeah. I think this is definitely better than Academy Familiar. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, I like it more than Academy Familiar, but I don't know if I like it more than the Blessed Guy. What's, uh, what's the Professor's first impression on this one? Yeah, I think uh, so. One man, you're talking about Planetar Acolyte. It's a yes. one mana neutral, right? Yeah, yeah that's that's a decent. I like that card. I, I actually play in some decks. Um, I picked that up from Doyle. Doyle was the first one that told me about that card. Um, but for this one, the Armadillo Dillo Familiar, um, I actually don't have much experience with Aether Magic, and you know, for me, you know, I'm, I'm kind of contextualizing this with the other one mana cards in in Magic. I know when we're if you're trying to fit this into the tribal deck um this looks to be a better choice but again you know i don't have too much experience with with the aether magic deck and i'm not really sure do you is it really worth playing so many spells um because it seems like yeah in my experience it's always been very creature heavy right like i know i tried armadillo familiar when divine order first came out and it didn't work it has one more health now for sure yeah twice as much health i'm just saying like a one mana two two aether like might be good enough for inclusion like on its own i think it's better than a one mana one three that you know rarely gets bigger and if it does only for a turn um yeah but then you have the plantar sage or accolade the one mana two yeah two i'm saying more the merrier okay so yeah you want four I, I, one mana two twos yeah and then trial spirits i, th- I think having six one mana aethers would be a, a, certainly a nice to have um I, you know i'd have to think about it uh what you have your you have two of each bolt Mm-hmm. And then probably a vow of learning in the three mana slot, if I had to guess, or maybe just two ancient texts instead. Um, yeah, that's interesting. This is definitely one I'm going to want to play test a little bit. This this actually might motivate me to get on the PTR. There, I love tribal magic decks. If uh, if they've gotten any help, even if it's the slimmest edge, I'm going to jump all over that, or at least try to. Definitely going to enlist business socks in. Uh, you can play Mystic Magic. It's really good right now. Mystic magic meaning mystic. portal wranglers and Fragmentari. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's mystic magic. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> oh boy. It's one of the best performing tribal decks right now. Unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> Moving on to uh, our next change here is Bronze Gate. Bronze Gate's back. Now, if you're experiencing some deja vu here, you're absolutely forgiven. It's Hit me it's, the same way. It's back. It's exactly it's how a, it was before it was before it was nerfed. It's two four. Yep, but uh, with armor two point in place. So yeah, we got a three mana two four with armor one neutral. Controls uh, wet dream. You know this was helping anybody and everybody who wanted to. You know get to six seven mana uh, when divine order first came out and it had this stat line with armor one uh, now with armor 2.0, uh, definitely a lot worse. Like you said, one armor creatures got hit really hard with mm-hmm. the armor 2.0 change. Yeah, it does survive blight bombs and star shard bolts and canopy barrages now, which it didn't before, which is like a pretty big deal. That's the most common way to destroy them. Yeah, super fair. That's interesting. I don't know. This never made it into many of my decks. I like cards that 
attack. can help get your opponent to zero for the most part. But um, I'm not sure. This was uh, also found in many, many a free-to-play deck uh, or budget list, however you want to refer to it. Um, Professor, what do you think? Do you think in uh, you know those 0.02 ETH or less decks, you think they'll start running two bronze gates like we used to see? Yeah, I think there's a possibility that Bronze Gate does come back. I know Mudman said Bronze Gate is back, and I think it possibly could be coming back. And, and, and not because of um, Armor 2.0, but it's just that the stat line now, a total of 5 health, I agree with Mudman. Um, that, that was the biggest difference, was um, going from a total of previously 3 health plus 1 armor, which is 4, to now 4 health plus 1 armor, 5. I think the, fi- the, you know, the number 5 is just harder to deal with for most decks um it's it's not as sturdy as before because um obviously with armor 2.0 getting um eroded with attacks but i think it it, it could still fit in budget decks now um it's, it's a good stopgap to um slow down um fellow aggro decks if you're in that mirror yeah i mean most of the control decks i can think of have you know a couple of early game removal spells and um you know if they if they need a another bridge to that, you know, those six and seven mana turns, oftentimes we find two guild enforcers in there. Um, uh, yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if it'll even be any kind of difficult to squeeze in two bronze gates there. It really does help out in the early game. Where yeah, I feel like if you're a board wipe death deck and you want to survive to play your demos in apocalypse now, this is these are not hurting at all. They could be better than some of like your poorer cards. Yeah. Or like any slow deck, it doesn't have to just be board wipe death. Any deck where your goal is get to demo and then figure it out from there. I think this helps. Yeah, agreed. Wholeheartedly. Just a nice, neutral front line that yeah, isn't good, good named Pyramid Warden. Yep. <laughs> Easy clap. Um, oh, man. All right, next one. This next a, one's tough to stomach. Do you want to go here? This is an aspect of the Pangolin. This I have strong opinions about this one. Mm-hmm. So it used to be a four-mana card. Now it's a three-mana card. Used to give plus three armor, now it gives plus two armor, but it's no longer random. You get to select the creature that you give plus two armor to. And uh, I think this card is way too good now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, like I said in the beginning of the armor 2.0 discussion, I think more than one armor is not affected a ton. Uh, this automatically gives something more than one armor, it's automatically two. Like, before you could, like, leave up a badger and make it a 50-50 between, like, the good creature getting aspect of the pangolin or the bad badger. Now you can just pick. And, like, nature's always going wide. To being able to pick which one gets the armor is incredibly good. Now that it's cheaper, you can play two on the same turn. Do something plus four armor. Nature already has a lot of armor creatures. It's not ridiculous to get something three or four armor. Yeah. So I, I, I don't like this card. Yeah, I do think... um you know, one helpful thing, obviously, armor 2.0. Yeah, you makes can whittle armor it down. weaker for sure. Because um, one of the big things with nature was, uh, you know, if they stuck the old aspect of the pangolin on, you know, even say a marsh walker, uh, oftentimes I'd find myself needing to do that seven damage, like, you know, straight in one turn, or else it, it was just going to take advantage of the re- de- regen and, you know, get back up to where I couldn't just chip it down. I had to just do it all in one fell swoop. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's uh, it's synergy with regen is a little worse now because as long as you get that damage through, it will reduce its armor. Yeah, but it's synergy but, with Pyramid Warden skyrockets when you play Pyramid Warden on two and this on three. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of cards in nature that um, 
make me nervous at this, and there's a, there's a couple of neutral cards as well. We just talked about one in Bronze Gate. If you stick Armor 3 on that, on turn 3, like you can pick pip up into Bronze Gate turn 2. If it doesn't die, you stick Aspect of the Penguin on it. That's not going anywhere. No. Yeah, that is tough. I'm nervous about this one. With Professor... the Armor 2.0, if you get more than two armor, it's still hard to remove any of the armor. You, you just ran Nature to the tune of 23 out of 25, third place finish. You think uh, if this card existed as it's being proposed here, would this have made it into your list? Yeah, so I never messed with the Armor Nature decks um, previously. I, I just I, Every time I'd encounter it, it was definitely annoying. <laughs> but it felt like you know it was they needed a good setup for it. But now, uh, I agree. Um, for three mana, if you're able to put two armor on a creature of choice, uh, that's really strong because even Armor 2.0, you still need to take in three damage, and so you're going to clean up the board easily and still be able to probably maintain your two armor on that chosen creature. So I think um, this is probably worth experimenting with and putting into a into a deck. I just feel like two. I agree with Munman. Um, anything with more than one armor, it, it, you know, it has minimal impact. The, the 2.0 changes. So I think this is something worth um, considering into the new list. Yeah. And it goes live. Oh, yeah, it'd be man. so nice. If, you, you right? Can, Please say if. Yeah, if. Yeah, you can play <laughs> your avatar of nature, and then you don't have to worry about will my aspect of the pangolin hit the stupid walking planner? Will it hit the avatar? You can just put it right on the avatar, and avatar never dies. Yeah. Man, I'm starting to think I just don't like armor. Anyways, moving on to a spiny porcupine <laughs> there. <laughs> this was uh, those armor. Uh, armor-centric meme decks that uh, Professor was alluding to there. This was the Bell of the Ball. Uh, previously a 1-1 with Armor 4. It's now a 2-3 with Armor 1. Still 4 mana. Mm. And after this creature takes damage, deal the damage taken to a random enemy creature. And this is another one where I have questions. If I swing with a badger and accidentally hit this spiny porcupine, the armor one prevents the damage, right? So its passive effect wouldn't proc, right? I'm assuming so. Uh, damage on. taken, you know, I feel like damage taken should mean yeah, it has to take know, the its damage. health is reduced. I but, agree. Um, that said, in the armor 2.0 description up top here, they do, you know, they explicitly say. Anytime an armored creature takes damage, that reduces its health, not just takes damage. So you I wonder if there is goes. a distinction to read into there. I do think but, its new effect is cool. It's like a, a mini Archimedes mirror, but random. Yeah, a random enemy creature mm -hmm. rather than their whole board. Yeah. Four minutes, two, three, though, even with the armor one. I have a tough time convincing myself that that'll see play. Its stats are really bad, but you hit it with an aspect of the pangolin. Now it's got three armor. So it was back to its old glory. Oh boy, something to look forward to. <laughs> I'm uh, so not this so one's sure. basically, yeah. So this one's basically a four mana two four, right? Because it, it, you're it's a two three plus one armor. Um, four mana two four, and then it has the flexion damage. That, that still seems kind of low, right? That, uh, four health on turn turn four. Yeah, it, it's not a particularly big creature you you would need it to survive like a lot of attacks before it becomes worth it i think i think yeah, he's interesting 
<laughs> yeah, because the last the, the previous version had an armor of four with one health, so that's five total. Um, now it's only four total, and I think that's easier to deal with. So that's why I'm, I'm not. I don't think this one's. I can't tell if this is a a buff or a nerf because it just feels like it's a little bit of both. Yeah, just more of a change. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't think it'll make it. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be in any decks. Maybe maybe somebody will make a meme deck. Like a new porcupine meme deck. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Leave that to a uh, Guru Guru there. Um, moving on to the next one, we have Grand Vault. I was definitely expecting to see Grand Hall in the next balance patch. But uh, I'm still hoping to see a Grand Hall change at some oh, point. Oh, for sure, 100%. We'll talk about, uh, is that next week we're going to talk about what we're hoping to see yeah. changed before? The next time there's a light news week, we will be giving our strong opinions about what cards we think should be changed from Divine Order. Yeah, yeah. Hollow. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Hollow. I'm excited to talk hollow. about the Hollow because I think Grand Hall should definitely be changed. I think Mile of the Storm should definitely be changed, but I'm up in the air about the Hollow. Really? Yeah, like I, because like the Hollow doesn't just win the same way Grand Hall or Monolith does. It generates you lots of stuff, but the stuff might not be good. I don't think it's in the same tier. We're getting this is a big tangent. I don't think it's in the same tier as OP as something like Grand Hall or Monolith of the Storms. Wow. Or Cursed Obelisk even. Wow. The big structures. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because it doesn't doesn't guarantee you win like the other ones do. It just generates you lots of stuff. And it random stuff. And fans like random because it makes the game feel different. And you want to sell to the people. This is a huge tangent. This is sad. <laughs> <laughs> so far removed from that. We learned from Hearthstone the people like random, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Keep the hollow. Some people packed two shadow ones. There it is. There's the real reason. Okay. Alright, it took some digging, but we finally got there, Professor. Also, I mostly, I mostly agree with my opinion. I don't, I don't think it's as bad. <laughs> you agree with you? Yeah, I do agree with me. Okay, noted. So, but but, Grant, but uh, this, this Grand Vault used to be a 3-mana three 3-3, three, three, now it's going to be a 3-mana three 3-4. Nice segue. Beautiful. <laughs> Still one armor. <laughs> Steering back on track. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, Grand Vault, the uh, deception card. Um you know, still afterlife, your opponent draws two cards. Maybe it fits into like some sort of, you know, mill archetype. Uh, three mana, three four now with frontline, can attack, armor one. Um, this card still bores me. It's just not, it, it's, it doesn't belong in the kind of deception deck I want to play. Well, yeah, just because there's no, there's no like reason to mill as deception, right? Like they, they nerfed the scorpion snake relic that, that dealt damage. Co-receptor. Co-receptor. <laughs> yeah, they nerfed that. Like, this is definitely a big buff because, you know, just like with the the Bronze Gate, it doesn't get destroyed by, like, the most common early game removal cards anymore. But there's no payoff for milling, so it's, you know, it's a good buff, but there's no archetype for it. Yeah, that's about where I'm leaning. Professor, can you change our minds? I agree. I think um looks good now on paper, but, you know, it's the, where are you going to put that paper? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a, the same thing with what you guys said. When I first read the list, when I saw Grand, I thought it was Grand Hall, and it said stats increase. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm trying to put you guys back on that tangent, but that's yeah, no, increasing. Gets one armor. Yeah, I was just like, what? But anyways, uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I think this is a good change for the card. Um, but whether it gets played still, we don't know. But it's 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 better, way better. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, that seems to be a theme along the lines of a lot of these, where we're like, yeah, wow, this is like definitely a, a notable improvement 
I still don't think it's going to see play. Seems to be a trend here, but yeah. I, mean, I think that one has strong future implications. Like if they give you a payoff to milling your opponent as deception, then this becomes a very good card. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, a little speculative, but yeah, no, it definitely uh, opens up doors for it for sure. Oh man, this next one is really tough to digest for me. Do you want to take it? Well, yeah, well this is a light card, so caution's biased. Um, this is Cadmos okay. Lysander's baby boy. His stats have increased from a 2-4 to a 3-4, so he now kills Black Jaguars and Celestial Stags very successfully. Well, let's, let, let's, let's just read the full iteration of what the card will be if this were to go through as proposed. We're looking at a 4-mana 3-4 Olympian with Frontline and Armor 1. And it's a light card. And after this creature is attacked, you give plus 1 armor to the Chosen One. It also has a roar effect that makes a random six-mana creature in your deck become the chosen one. Now, I could have stopped like eight words into that description at a four-mana, three-four Olympian with frontline and armor one. That's an excellent card. Yeah, yeah, that, it's, that it's, card a good, right it's a there. good legendary card for good. sure. Yeah, it's very strong. It trades very favorably with many common creatures. It is in the least popular and arguably the worst god currently. That's and it's also in the god that has the most like... abundance of four mana creatures than any other god. So like they have highborn nature? there's way more four mana good light cards than nature. They have all their best cards are four mana. I don't know. I think I think we're going a little too far the other way with this whole cautions biased against light thing. Um, I'm perpetually worried about light because its Genesis cards are broken. If you want to argue that with me, but I can't help you. That said, the only reason that light is not dominant right now is because war is as dominant as it is. We're seeing it in the, um, most notably, I think, the Infinite Mana Tournament. Um, the Infinite Mana Tournament format allows you to ban one god for your opponent. And time after time, we're seeing people ban war. And time after time, we're seeing light win pretty much uncontested against everything else. And that's, you know, what I've you know, believed to be true in my gut. It's nice to see it play out with, you know, a tournament comprised of many of the top players. But when, yeah, when you remove war from, you know, the spectrum, there's nothing that really beats light right now as is consistently because light has the, the easiest time, you know, sticking a board, maintaining tempo right from the early game, and they have too many options for need to be comfortable with uh to take advantage of those boards and capitalize on them um most notably looking at you radiant dawn yeah um, i do think radiant dawn needs to be changed yeah i just i mean this card this is a another you know a, another card where this card is good in any and every situation it's it's like it's another highborn knight in that it's super sticky it's super strong and it belongs in it probably belongs in Zoolite lists as they're currently constructed because it can protect your more fragile things behind it. It's a great buff candidate, which is really all light needs in a card to, you know, have it be included. Um, you know, I, I think if and when, you know, mid-range leaning control light becomes a thing, this is going to be another excellent choice, another excellent addition. Um, it's just, it's, it's one less health than Guild Enforcer for one less mana. That's already plus value and then you have 
the secondary effect and that it can buff up a six mana card. Yeah, like I think it's definitely a really good card. It's sort of like I feel like I I don't know. I feel like I feel like you're underreacting. Let's get the professor to mediate here, professor. Am I crazy? <laughs> oh no no, this is a this is a strong card. It's going to be a the way it's proposed. It's going to be an auto include along with CERN and uh, Mudman's right. Uh, it's going to be staple along with Highborn Knight and the other light cards that are auto includes. Um, yeah, this card's going to be really auto-included in every deck. Uh, current iteration of Zoo Light. Um, gone are the days when people are listing this for $10 on IMX. If this thing goes through, um, prices will definitely jump, I think. That's not financial oh. advice. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, be, it becomes way, way, way better. No, you're right. If, if this goes through, prices will go up. That's not advice. That's just a fact. Yeah, 100%. Um, I'd, I'd be willing to say that any card that gets buffed, price will go up. I don't know. Grand Vault. No. Um, <laughs> price is going to go up. Dead Grand even. Guaranteed. Even. <laughs> Same exact price as it was the day before last, I think. But, um, yeah, man, CAD mostly, I, like, just, it, you're, you said, like, that's not a reason. Like, you're saying Light has just a, an insane amount of excellent, great, fantastic four-mana cards. That's not you like can't a justif- play, You can't play them all. Yeah, but that's not a justification for giving them, like, another OP option. It doesn't make any sense to me. It, seems uh, counterproductive but um i don't know you're right i do get a visceral reaction when yeah, you I hate see... light cards i also like how it it has an effect that has something to do with six mana creatures so maybe you want to make a mid-range light deck with more six mana creatures and that pushes an archetype that isn't zoo light and i think that's a step in the right direction i also don't think they're ever going to make a control light i think light is going to be similar to rogue in hearthstone where it's always a tempo class and they never give it control tools That'd be good because it, you, yeah, because because really it's like yeah, what you said with the Genesis cards. It's the same with with Rogue. Like the core and the core cards and basic cards in Hearthstone made Rogue too good at tempo, so they couldn't give them frontline cards. They couldn't give them heal cards. They always had to be aggro, and they were. But that being said, Rogue was a way more fun dynamic hero than Light is a god. Light's very one dimensional. Yeah, and just like it keeps getting better at that one dimension. And like I feel like it's sliding so hard under the radar right now. Like yeah, I've seen so many people refer to Light as the worst god. It's just not. It's second best. It's just the one it's worse than is the one that people run to get first place on the weekends. Yeah, I also don't think current Light is very good against nature, and nature is the most popular god. I think if any god can contest it in the early game and then also have spells that kill their creatures, it's nature. Nature has great early game stuff, has great mid game stuff. It can compete with Light the whole way through, and then it can also clear their board with spells. And light can't use spells to clear things. That's interesting. I don't know. I've been messing around with a light list in uh, tournaments, and uh, one of my games was against nature, and I was going second. Didn't have any problem. I, I think people might not be adding enough ward cards. People forget how much ward light has access to, and like yeah, um, even the the what's the two man what devoted follower? Yes, like, yeah, I devoted follower is good. I, think, I, like I think devoted follower belongs in every light deck right now. He's I rarely see it around. Um, but I mean, you talk about a great card against those nature decks you were just talking about right yeah, he's like, really you good. know that could eat a canopy barrage also it you know can yeah, a trade evenly into a jaguar boar whatever you whatever you so choose there um yeah i don't know i just don't want to be forced into playing light and uh i'm worried we're headed in that direction as soon as uh war gets brought you know back towards earth <laughs> because again yeah, like yeah there's yeah i don't know this will be interesting but um man a four mana three four with frontline and armor one yeah, it's Plus really good. Upside. Oh man, 
That is. Yeah, I do agree with Mudman nice. though. The current the, the current light list that our people are running on the weekend, maybe they're not optimizing it properly, but they are weaker to nature. I do agree with that. Um, I ran nature, and when I see light, um, I'm not as worried. The current version of light, um, when I queue into it in the weekend, um, I feel like I have enough tools with nature to handle light. Um, and, and we know that the current versions of light, once you go wide on them, they, they, the comeback mechanic, mechanic is non-existent. Though from there, you know, you're you're in the driver's seat. So besides yeah. war, I feel like the current meta is not favorable to the current version of light. Now, like you said, there could be a list out there that's still yet to be found. But, but with light, but war being so oppressive, I guess no one's willing to, to experiment with that. But I think the current version of light has two weaknesses right now, and they're both the, you know, the strongest god and the most popular god. That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's weak to war and nature, and that's why it's the least popular, like, worst god in the current meta. That is so weird. Because, like, this isn't my bias. This is just, like, in my experience, I've had no trouble with nature as light. That's so interesting. I'll have to compare and contrast, like, you know, what, I guess, the, uh, like, maybe my list is atypical. I thought I was pretty much towing the line um, when it comes to my light list. But, yeah, I don't know. Because the, the more I got thinking about light, especially in the context of these tournaments namely that infinite mana tournament because i'm banning war every round like i don't care who you are i don't want you i don't want to play against war it's too good um and you know yeah as soon as you remove war from that equa equation i really can't think of anything that give like gives light too much trouble except for maybe like all-out aggro deception but i mean i i respect the hell out of your guys's opinions there and if you're both saying that nature is you know it sounds like you're saying nature is heavily favored against light oh yeah when i'm playing nature and i see light i'm very confident in my ability to play my three threes against their two attack creatures and trade favorably into all their stuff and then go wide and if they do anything clear their big creature with a lightning strike and then they have no chance play yeah, Finians, get multiple creatures every turn play your avatars get multiple creatures every turn they're always playing one creature if they want to have a big tempo swing it's always a two card combo no light lights always playing multiple creatures every turn i didn't say they weren't yeah, you just I, said they're, they're playing one big... No, when they play a big creature, you destroy it with lightning strike, is what I've said. So like when they oh, buff their, their yeah, one okay. creature, then you get rid of it with lightning strike. Like you, nature just wins the early game because they just have bigger creatures in the early game. You know, barring, like, you know, if they play a bunch of stuff in Radiant Dawn, then they might go crazy. But generally, nature's creatures are bigger in the early game, and then they have spells that actually do stuff. Yeah, my, my experience as well. What the heck? Like, that a, is you know, like so Olympian strange. guards a two three and black jaguars a three three. Who plays Olympian guard? Uh, all of them. No, nobody plays. Who really? Yes. Okay, then my list is atypical. <laughs> I, I I don't run Olympian guards. That's very interesting. Two vastly different experiences. Maybe they need to fix matchmaking again. I'm just getting all rank tens or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably enough of Cadmos. I'm still angry about it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, let, we should move on though. Sorry for that uh, tangent, guys. But, uh, that's it. Let's see, these are live reactions, more or less, for uh, two of us here. Um, next up, hey, you were right. Heart of Bronze did get a change. Did you read this before? Yeah, I read it a whole bunch of times. I sent you a list of notes. Oh man, those the note I didn't read. You oh, asked. Well. You asked me to send you a list of notes, <laughs> and then I did. Like the second <laughs> I woke up. Not Did true. you send it to Rachel? Rachel must not have given I the sent it notes. directly to Kosh. I don't know. Okay. 
Must have, I, I blame Rachel too. Thanks, Professor. You're, you're good. Uh, you're you, a good guest. You acknowledged it. You said nice. <laughs> Don't remember. <laughs> uh, so Heart of Bronze saw its text changed from uh, give plus one armor to each of your creatures to give plus one armor and plus one strength to each of your creatures. Yes, it still costs two mana. What do you think? I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I think I think it was already like fringe good enough. Like it's just like you're not going super wide as aggressive war decks. But, like, this is going to make it so you deal way more damage than you would have normally. It's going to make your creatures, like, harder to remove. And then you can buff them again with your another rounds or your other buff cards. So it just it does everything that, you know, War wants you to do. Yeah. It's like, it's like a uh, mini Radiant Dawn. And also, I think, um, I've seen some players experiment with the um, Rage God Power since it only costs one mana. Mm-hmm. Um this might help solidify a enrage deck. It's actually um, more, that might be get that might get played more frequently, just because um, plus one armor and plus one strength, like an aggro enrage deck. Um, the one mana god powers, you know, we've seen that that's a, a pretty good deal. So I think I agree with Mudman saying that this was a fringe card, but this might this change uh, might push it forward. And I'm trying to think if if it takes it a st- step further and actually create a new um, archetype. Yeah, it might, or even just like a, like with Grand Hall right now, like if you play this on turn two or three, the creatures get plus one strength. They probably live to get Grand Hall, and then they get plus two strength altogether, and the leech. That sounds very strong. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like the comparison to Radiant on there. Um, I, you're missing the uh, you know, the anti-sleep aspect for sure, but yeah, the AOE strength buff plus uh, a bit of bulk mm-hmm. on top of it. Yeah, you're right. Maybe this does encourage those aggressive war decks to go wider. Yeah, it seems like a really strong card. Yeah. That'll be interesting. I hope they get a solid sample size of this card on the PTR. Um, yeah, this is really interesting, but you're right. It's going to require aggro war deck builders to go back to the drawing board and you know start from scratch i think uh, yeah i don't think it works in the current list but i think there's definitely a list it could work with for sure yeah it seems like a card that's good enough that makes you want to build a deck around it especially because it's not like war doesn't have other ways to benefit off wide boards yeah i mean two two ones with armor one like yeah two card combo with card shark i'm just like thinking of like you know <laughs> Yeah, this card seems really good. Um, yeah, wow. Huh. Oh, man. I'm going to have to spend some time on that one, think about all the possibilities there, because I, I do like aggro war decks, if you didn't know. Yeah, and that and, one um, that's a, seems like a very strong card. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I like that you guys, you're right, yeah, it might bring a new archetype into the mix. Not necessarily a new archetype, but a new build under the same archetype mm-hmm. umbrella. I'm looking forward to that. Anything to bring more uh, deck diversity to the fold. I'm all for it. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> here's hoping. I hope this gets good. Um, animated Armory, next up there. That's the uh, four mana light structure there. Uh, I've seen its text changed. It now has backline, can attack, armor one, and after you summon a creature, raise its armor to one. Before, it was only Olympians or Mystics, really leaning into the two tribes, I guess, that light is... Uh, 
best equipped to run. Yeah, but now but, it's all inclusive. Anybody yeah. gets one armor. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I find it interesting that they kept it as um, raise its armor to one rather than give it armor plus one. So you can't get to those two in greater numbers, uh, which is definitely important. Yeah, they realized also, that was important for light, but they didn't realize that was important for nature. <laughs> Guess not. Or war. Yeah, or war. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's a good thing that it can't raise things armor past one. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, I also think that's what's going to prevent it from seeing play still. Yeah, I think this card used to be a worse version of Protective Benediction, and it is still a worse version of Protective Protective Benediction. Yeah, and we were talking about the uh, four mana slot being pretty crowded for yeah, light. Super there. saturated. It still gets lights levied. Anything to add, Professor? I don't think there's a way to this viability for this one. No, I agree. Same thing. Um, there, it has a tough competition at the four mana slot, and um, I'm really sure the the effect is that beneficial, uh, considering yeah. you know the card, the stat line, and everything. So, yeah, I I don't see it replacing any four mana cards in, in light in any kind of light list. Yeah, you want an immediate impact of some kind, ideally, if you're going to be adding another four mana card to light. Yeah, uh, whether that's frontline, that. whether that's you know buffing creatures uh, that are already on the board. You know, this does not do anything of that sort. Doesn't recapture tempo. Um, Doesn't do anything. No. At least for a whole turn and your opponent, you know, plenty of time to answer and plenty of answers available. Um, also, armor one got worse. Yep. So, so. Yeah. No. Nah, Animated armory still yucky. Yeah. The only uh, diamond epic or better I've packed from Divine Order. Of still course. cool. Still cool. Eh, I think I might have sold it. Who knows? I hope so. Um, Panforge Master. Next up, uh, you know this card off the top? Uh, yes. He is a 4-mana 3-3. He gives plus 1 armor to all of your nethers, and now he is a 4-mana 4-3. On Roar? Yes, on Roar. Interesting. Yeah, like uh, I think it's it's an interesting buff. I think his uh, his you would, if you ever wanted to play him, which most people didn't, you did it for the armor, not for his stat line. Armor got worse. His stat line didn't get much better. I don't think he sees play. No, nah, yeah. especially considering like Nethers are all over the place in death. So it's not like we need more Nethers to be around. All the zombies are Nethers. This guy's just not. He's just not doing it for anybody. Yeah, there's a card that costs one more mana. Has a way better distributed stat line and gives everything plus one plus one. I mean, this does hit on roar, but it's not like you're buffing their attack to push push burst damage. Nope. Like You're I, just making them harder to remove, and armor got weaker. It's, it's just not worth it. Yeah, I also haven't played very much Zombie Death. Professor, have you had the uh, pleasure of piloting Cursed Obelisk? Uh, yeah, Professor's yeah, great at yeah. Zombie Death. Yeah, I've actually, that's the death deck of uh, choice for me. I do like the uh, Zombie deck. I like how broken, well, not broken, but how powerful <laughs> Cursed Obelisk and the Scepter is. So, um, But you were talking about the Nether Swarm Lord. Is the 5-mana 3-5 that gives... Plus one plus one if you're frenzied and um, you draw a card and you draw a card yeah that one that one i played that one but the pan forge master i've never bothered even looking at it or thinking about putting into a, a zombie or nether deck um does even plus now with one attack three, change your mind <laughs> no oh. yeah, I, I tested him out the last time they buffed pan forge master and he didn't feel that good he used to be like a two one right he used to be a three two okay gotcha 
All right. Yeah, I don't think stats are are the thing here. Yeah. Maybe if it was a four mana three five and you're playing a regularly statted creature with some upside, maybe you can fit it in. But even then, I think you probably want the uh, the five six. Yeah. If you're gonna play a bulky nether in the like, four mana or slot. anything, death has like such an abundance of cards that capitalize on a big board state. You don't need that one. Yeah. Maybe if it played like Heart of Bronze and buffed their strength and gave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it would change everything. Then you'd probably do it. Yeah. And it's the old uh, Sing Song Seder playbook. Yeah. Well, then, then, you know, it works with that Nether Swarm Lord. You play that on turn four, you play Nether Swarm Lord on turn five, and you just buff on buff. Yeah. Yeah. Theory but crafting have, is yeah. more fun than analyzing these changes yeah. that don't really yeah, move yeah. the needle. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> not the change that happened, so it's just a 4 3 now, and it's not particularly good. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it too much. Um, <laughs> moving on, we have Guardian Simulacrum. Yep, and they, they did this one dirty. Is that right? You want to go ahead? Yeah, uh, this, it's a six mana card. It uh, has spell boost plus one, and before at the end of your turn, it would get armor equal to your spell boost. Now it still has spell boost plus one, but it gets the armor at the start of your turn, so you have to wait a turn to get the armor, and the card wasn't good enough to see play before, and they made it worse. And armor got worse as a whole. Wow, yeah, it's based that line of four, six. Yep. Um, you know, six mana, four, six with spell boost plus one. Uh, is not quite there for me. Uh, picking up armor one is nice, um, but yeah, man, having to wait for it to come back around to you, giving your opponent an entire turn to remove it. Yeah, and armor used to be stronger. It used to get armor faster, and this card still didn't see play. So now they they nerfed it. They nerfed its armor. They nerfed the way it gets armor. It just there's there's no way this card's good enough. No way. Professor, can you change yeah. your minds? No, I agree. Um, I've I've seen it once in a while, and it would be in combination with Scepter of Artistry, which would give it more spell boost plus more armor. And whenever they were able to hit that, you know, obviously by the time your turn comes around, it's already packing a lot of armor. But in this scenario, yeah, it's it's definitely way worse. Um, as a, your opponent, the opponent doesn't have to worry about the armor till the next turn. So yeah, this pretty much probably won't ever see play if it goes through. Yeah, I wonder why they sought that out as one to nerf. Yeah, when I when I first read this, I assumed it was a typo because it wasn't a good card. They nerfed armor, and then they also nerfed its effect. It just doesn't make any sense. Unless, like, maybe maybe the next set is going to have so much spell boost that this would just break the whole game, but I, I doubt that's the case. Yeah, I don't think so. Nah, yeah, this isn't. There's no way. It, it just this card is. It was bad, and now it's just worse. Finally, this is this is. Uh, we finally have a six mana magic creature that's worse than that Genesis card that just says spell boost plus one draws you a card. Six mana four five. I'd rather draw the card. Yeah, it's better than get armor turn later. Well, you, you don't get armor turn later. You just you say, hey, opponent, you're gonna kill this creature. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the end of that guy. Damn, I was really hoping to have like an excuse to pick up like you know two gold versions of him there. Your I like the shiny could, magic cards. Your excuse could, excuse could be it's about to get way cheaper. Yeah, that's fair. I'll go bargain hunting maybe. Um, next up we have Miasmic Forge, uh, which is a card I've seen here and there on the ladder. Um, hasn't really uh, ever caused issues or you know. Give it, it made me think about you know going ahead and testing it, playing it out. Have you ever given the old Miasmic Forge a try? Uh, I have not. I know this is the second or third time it's been buffed, so it's got that going for it. And the, its new version's definitely like 
notably better than the old version. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so for for the uninitiated, there, uh, Miasmic Forge is a two mana death structure that uh, has backline, can't attack, and after you summon a creature, give it plus one armor. At the start of your turn, deal one damage to both gods. Whereas before, you were dealing two damage to your god yeah, to just at you. the start of your turn. So now it activates frenzy. Yeah, like, hurts you twice as hurts you half as much. Before, like I was watching, like you know, I, I saw it in a couple of uh, zombie death decks, and um, yeah, yeah, the way people are, I feel like we're going about playing it, or at least at its most effective, was you know they'd stick it. They'd get a couple, like, one or two turns with, you know, the obelisk and the necroceptor, give their zombies armor, and then they would play something like an untold greed on it. So it's not just going to inevitably kill them. Yeah, that's, um, the, that's the big issue with the can't attack. It's hard to kill it off. Right, exactly. It's um, like a lose condition. That said, you know, it's it's lose condition in that it's just dealing single-sided damage to your own face two at a time. Now it's just yeah, now it's mutual even. damage. Mutual damage, activating frenzy. Death has lots of frenzy. Yeah, so I mean, you know, a two mana zero two. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll, there are quite a few gods that'll have a really easy time removing this. Um, or anyone with Minosian Infiltrator. Facts. Minosian Infiltrator stonks go up. But, um, I mean, if you can stick this against, you know, a god that can't answer it immediately... Uh, this can this can definitely provide some really solid value, and it's only going to get harder to remove, you know, as time goes on. There, um, I'm wondering you probably want to stick Necroceptor, then Obelisk, and then stick this afterwards, right? Yeah, probably. It, it it doesn't. It seems way better. I think it might see play. Like maybe not right now. Maybe in the future. It's 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 definitely way better. Yeah, this moves the needle for me quite a bit. How about you, Professor? What are you thinking here about a Miasmic Forge? Yeah, the old version or the current version that I've seen, I've I've seen it in a couple of um, decks that try to take advantage of it, and for the most part, I leave it alone because it was doing, it was, it was helping me kill the opponent. Um, but the new version, with it actually burning the other god as well, I think um, I, I still I'm not sure if if the plus one armor on. So if we're talking about the zombie death deck, and that's where this one fits in. I'm not sure how impactful plus one armor is on the zombies. And uh, the reason for that is, for the most part, the way you generate your zombies is through the scepter and the obelisk. And you don't really for, you don't really care if they die because you just get new ones. So Yeah, that, yeah really, that's a really good point. Yeah, so I don't really see the benefit of slapping one armor on those guys. So I don't know if this will even see play at that point. If anything, it's taking a spot for you to generate the extra zombies so i don't know I'm, I'm not sure if this is enough interesting yeah i don't know i i do kind of like it um i like that it procs frenzied now at the start of your turn uh, i think that could be important um you know you play this on two if it sticks you can just play obelisk on three without needing to pip up into a god power to generate you know both the zombies there uh you get any frenzied effect uh you know this procs automatically um yeah i think it'll have to come down alongside something uh against most gods and then even then the likelihood of it sticking isn't great but i mean it, you know it could demand a, a resource from your opponent uh for two mana that could end up being beneficial um 
I don't know. Yeah, but, it, but, definitely an improvement to be sure. determined if it's good enough to see play. Before, before though, it definitely wasn't. Now, before it was I think loose it condition. might be. I, I, I think it's good enough now to where like, I think this could see play. I'm not going to be the guy to test it. Um, I'll leave that to the professor if there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it won't see play. Prove me wrong. Ah <laughs> oh, man, All right, great. onus is on me. All right, you win. No, um. <laughs> no, no, not you. No, not you. I meant generally to the listeners. I'd like to see people come up with something for this. I just don't think it'll be viable. Um, but yeah, I could be wrong, and I'd like to be wrong. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. If you can, if you can put together a miasmic forge uh, deck that has a sixty-nine percent or greater win rate over the course of fifteen or more games. Uh, post the deck list in the TST Discord. I'll give you some hive. That'll be like a little uh, bug bounty for the listeners there, or uh, balance bounty. Balance bounty. That's a, that's a good idea. We should we should table that for later. Let's put a pin in that. Um, <laughs> next up, moving on. This card scared me so much at, at like when Divine Order was first released, and I found out what armor did. I was thinking about all the potential with it. Never seen play. This is Blood Armor. <laughs> Next up is Blood Armor, the one-mana death spell. Previously, would set one of your creature's armor to one and deal two damage to your god. Now, it gives each of your creatures plus one armor. For each creature given armor this way, deal two damage to your god. Yeah, this is a cool card. This is a big change. Big change. Yeah, like there's a... It, it could be, you know what I'm thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking like like suicide death. It's really, yeah. it's really really good for that. Like uh, when when they first announced this and we were talking about the cards on stream, I was like, oh, this might be like this might bring it back. This is so it makes it so easy to get to 15 or less health by like turn five, which means you can play your possessed acolyte, demonic offerings, and you know all that type of stuff. It's also it could be one mana for six armor. And, like, that's a lot of armor for one mana. Yeah, I'm even thinking just, like, you know, if you're going second or something, like, turn one, Pyramid Warden, turn two, another Pyramid Warden, this, like, good lord. Like, you're sitting pretty. It's really good. Um, Yeah, it just... does a lot for one mana. And it opens up uh, an archetype that has, like, a lot of synergy cards with it. Yeah, for sure. You might be able to play, like, like, on-curve Cruel Overseers and have their effect go off. Like, that's really good. Yeah, that's really solid. It's a it's a cool card for sure. Man, I wish I read this before Miasmic Forge. I'd have been way less excited about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Out of all three of the Death Armor cards, this is the coolest one. Man, oh man! All right, well, my, while my brain is uh, spinning, Professor, if you want to let us know how you feel about this, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think the change is very interesting. In the same vein that you guys are talking about, it's pro- it might bring back the um, previous. The old Soulburn Death deck back where you you know you're trying to hurt yourself to overwhelm overwhelm your opponent. So this is uh, and the the way the card is going to be proposed, uh, it's a strong card that can help you get there. And as you guys already discussed, um, all that 15 health um, synergy is is just waiting for a, a way to kind of bring it back to life and um, trigger that deck to uh, make a comeback. And this could be it. And one thing I'd like to know is, when you play the spell, like if you have six creatures, will it just deal twelve damage to you, or will it deal two damage six times? Because that harvester, yeah, like the, for the harvester or for like fickle cambion. Oh yeah. Oh wow, yeah, that's I, a good think, distinction. I think it's going to hit two each each for each. It says for each armor given, deal two, so it's going to go two, 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 two. So yeah, I mean yeah, that's I that think thing. 
Yeah, so you're, wow. you're, you're coming up with some combos already. Yeah, that could be like a big fickle cambion play. Could like, the harvester would be harder to pull off because it's six mana, but like still it's like something. Like, it could be a, a big burst. Any scenario where you can turn like a downside, like a button to an end, make it so the downside becomes positive, then you have something really strong. Yeah. Wow. And this does in spades. Oh man. Yeah, it's really cool. That's got me drooling. Does Crumpy know about this? Probably not. <laughs> oh man, we gotta talk Crumpy. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Um, it scares me a little bit. Yeah, like that one might but... be too strong, but it's like really interesting. And even if it is too strong, like, it's not the type of card that goes in every death deck, no matter what. It goes in a very specific archetype. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But the art, the archetype was really strong, and it was enough mm-hmm. to um, start actually hold nature players back because it was so strong if you guys remember that time when um yeah, it's very good really against popular. nature yeah yeah so it, it it could be a really impactful to the overall meta yeah which would be cool i would be very happy if nature wasn't the most popular god for a weekend yeah, yeah that'd be cool. I, I don't know is like is the perfect list for this going to be as accessible as nature no it's going to require a lot of genesis right yeah because like i mean you know, board wipe death is excellent against nature, but you know, doesn't discourage nature players because board wipe death is what one out of every like twenty five thirty decks you face. It, it's exactly two point three percent of the meta. Okay, and I, I appreciate you <laughs> having that on hand. Um, <laughs> you want to know what percentage portal wrangler is? I know a lot of these off the top of my head. Point nine, right? Uh, over the past over the past seven days, it's point four percent of the meta okay. and mythic rank. Check past three. Tell me I'm wrong. No, um, <laughs> I, I didn't say past. <laughs> in 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 our defense, in your defense, that is a lot of us over the past three days. Yes, uh, skewing things in uh, the portal wrangler direction. There. How do we get talking about portal wrangler? It's just so fun. It's <laughs> so funny. It's so fun and cool. Um, All right, last one. Oh man, we're already on the last one. Should we go back and talk about blood armor more? We can come back to that, but this people love this card. This is a new player's favorite card, giant pangolin. I just want Professor to stick around, but um. <laughs> yeah, Giant Pangolin. This is one I definitely have an opinion. Uh, cocked, loaded, ready for action. Um, Revert yeah. of the nerf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's got Armor 2 again. Armor 2, Blitz, Confuse, same stat line. This is too good. Yeah, it's dumb. Um, this card is already played in like every single top nature list. It was played in every single and nature deck with with one armor. It's it's like right, it, this it didn't is, need to be improved. No, this is and this is just even with the change to armor 2.0, it's armor still two better is than this better right than now. Armor 1 right now. And it's, so, yeah. This card didn't need to be changed. Professor, did you run two giant pangolins in your weekend rank deck that went 23 out of 25 good for third place this past weekend? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I never took it out. It was good. It was it was awesome. No one took it out. This is it's great. Yeah, it was good. Right. I mean, it was awesome. It became good. Now it's going to be awesome again. Yep. Oh, you're saying you're saying you're still going to run it after this change? <laughs> it didn't get nerfed out of existence. It'll be tough, but I might have to force myself to try it out. Yeah. Good call. Good call. <laughs> no, this is not a TVD. This is this is a two of. Just yeah. call it a two of. Yeah. This it's, this is just one of those things where it's why 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 buff it? It was in every it was in every nature deck. Why would you buff it? I don't like that. Make it a 6-5 before you give it armor 2 again. Just try armor 2.0 with one armor. Like, just, there's no reason to make it better. Yeah, it's true. in every nature deck. If, if, they, if anything, make it worse. Yeah, if they nerfed it a little bit, I wouldn't be upset because it's that so would make sense. ubiquitous right now. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. 
Yes, oh, man. I, I I imagine this one doesn't make it through. Just this is really interesting. Why? I feel like this more so than any of the last few balance patches has yeah I, I just like a, a lot of things that I'm questioning. You know, the past few I feel like we were hitting a streak of like three, four straight balance patches where it was just every change. It was just oh, I understand, and like yeah, just like I get it, and I think this is a good decision. You know, it was like 99% hit rate. But uh, here, there are quite a few that stick out to me that, um, I don't know, I'm just not sure. Like, you know, that said, we do have to give the balance team credit. You know, there have been a couple of times over that span of time that I was talking about where changes were proposed and put on the PTR that maybe were a little questionable that didn't end up going through in the final patch. Uh, they've shown a, a, a great amount of, uh, you know, just like awareness of like how the community feels about things, like how things end up, you know, in practice versus on paper, and they're more than willing to uh, make changes accordingly. So um, I wonder how much of that we'll see. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Mixed bag for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm. I mostly just don't love armor 2.0. And all these changes are revolving around Armor 2.0, so that's... Yeah, yeah and I'm wondering if this means... Um, they've, they've acknowledged that Armor needs to be looked at and changed, and this is them doing it. And these changes kind of... Like, I think I agree with you, Caution. Like, the last few changes are in line with what people were thinking, and this one's kind of feel like, you know, they do the spaghetti at the wall and see what's going to stick. And so I wonder if that's going to impact the lockout day, which they've already pushed back several times. It has to, right? Like, I, I don't know how you can change a whole keyword and then change a ton of, uh, you know, cards where that keyword's applied and, you know, only give yourself, like, you know, a couple of weeks there. I, th- I, th- I think the proposed time was February 28th, so that's, like, 11 days from now. Yeah, it's got to be delayed. Wait, especially because like not this this hasn't even come out into the real world, so it would come out like next week. It would have like six days before lock. Yeah. And I, I I think I said like a, a couple podcasts ago. I'd like for there to be a rule where if there was a balance patch two weeks ago, you can't lock. <laughs> That's fair play. Seems logical too. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. Um, I don't know. I f- I feel like I'm getting like uh, flashbacks to the the what do you, what do we call it BB before Bryn. Like the, the bad times. We got the bad times. The, the, bad, the bad summer. <laughs> where, you know, we got these uh, changes that weren't really, like, understandable at face value, and they came with, you know, no explanations from the balance team. That's another thing of note. In the past few patches, we've gotten, you know, little explanations and, uh, you know, discussion starters underneath each of the changes explaining yeah, we got their reasoning and their goals. Uh, I don't think we got any. No, we got the we got the why we're changing armor 2.0, which like like I said in the beginning, I think they worded it really strangely, where they were like, anything more than one is too good, but the thing we're changing the most is things with one, and the card the cards that have more than one armor, changing less, and we're giving more than one armor to more things. Yeah. It, it just it seemed like a weird like a weird one. It's very very interesting. I'm curious to see what the PTR data looks like. Um, Honestly, after going through these changes, I might be curious enough to uh, contribute to said data. I think the PTR is um, closed now, right? Oh, is it? Am I too late? I don't know. F's in the chat. But um, 
Yeah, no, yeah, this is... DTR um... ended uh, actually just a couple hours ago. That makes well, sense. Just my luck. I wonder what the general sentiment is there. I'll have to poke around in the balance channel and see who tested it and who's, who has what to say. But, um, yeah, all in all, interesting changes. I gotta say, I kind of hope they don't go through. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think, um... I don't know. I think you're right. I think it's just, I think it comes down to armor itself. Um, just like being a really tough mechanic to balance. Like, you know, all, all I have all the sympathy in the world for him. Like, you know, is especially in context with, you know, we have ward, we have protected, we have, you know, more buff cards than we've ever had before. Um, so, you know, with all of that in mind, uh, armor as it's currently designed or even as it's proposed in uh, armor 2.0 it's just it's going to be really tough to find the right number of stats and the right amount of armor to put on cards um yeah i don't envy that job that's for sure yeah it definitely sounds difficult i'm excited to hear what the proposed armor 2.1 will be subsequently the proposed armor 2.2 i think it's going to take a lot of i think it's going to take a lot of trial and error to figure out armor We'll probably get it around 6.9. Well, that sounds right. That sounds right. That sounds right. <laughs> Easy clap. All right. Well, um, I guess that covers it for this latest balance pass. Uh, blah, blah. Uh, hey, let us know what you think. Uh, at Pods Unchained on Twitter there. Um, you know, hit us up in the Discord. Let us know. Are we way off base? Uh, is Cadmos the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? Is one of the other cards the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? Uh, you know, let us know. Reach out. We love the feedback. Please keep it coming. Um, Professor, first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on, spending some time with us. Really appreciated your, your voice, your perspective. And um, I know as soon as we announced you as a TS teammate, the people were clamoring for Professor on the pod. So um, thank you for allowing us to make that happen. Um, any closing thoughts there? Anything to plug? What do you got going on? Oh, my pleasure. I'm always happy to uh, spend time with other content creators and connect with the community. So thank you for the invite. Very happy to uh, join you and the Mudman. Um, yeah, not not much going on. I mean, just, you know, the usual. Just trying to uh, stay engaged with the community, participate in tournaments. Uh, you can rank games. Um monday mythic meta to help people figure out what happened over the weekend i know mudman has been coming out with um complimentary content with his um what to play over the weekend i think those are coming together hand in hand uh greatly so really great resources for the community to um you know improve their win rates by 6.9 percent so at i least, think everything's at least. yeah at least for sure yeah so everything's everything's going good i think um overall i think gu's in a good spot um I am a little worried about tying the gods to the weekend rank because I just feel like I'm, I'm not a big, even though I did 23 wins, I'm not a big fan of the current weekend rank system. I, I just feel like it's it's uh, it's too much, it's too stressful. I don't know how you guys feel, but it's like, you know, I know I've talked <laughs> to several players that played the weekend rank, and if they start off bad, they just stop. And a game shouldn't make you feel like that. But that's a different discussion. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. We could definitely do a whole uh, episode on that. But um, yeah, I will say I didn't, 
I didn't like it when it was announced. They said that, you know, this was they just... Said it, a, they said it was really temporary. <laughs> yeah, they said it was this This was a temporary iteration. They were very open to feedback and changes going forward. It was, it was like and, 18 um, months ago. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, temporary. the sample size is too small. Um, yeah, every game it doesn't, is too impactful. It doesn't do its job, which, like, you know, if it's going to be like the one sanctioned competitive format, it should probably... Um, you know, with obviously some variance because it's a card game, but um, the top players should finish at the top more often than not. And right now, it's just not the case. There's just is an insane amount of variance from week to week, and that's because it's a limited sample size. Um, who you play matters more than uh, how you play. When you play yeah, matters, you play a, matters lot. a lot. Like we were joking around before the pie, you, you started Sunday night, 3 a.m. And uh, you play Portal Wrangler Magic, and it's like, you know... It's, yeah, like, yeah, it's the ideal true. weekend run ends the second before the weekend ranked actually ends for your ideal tiebreakers. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, definitely not a uh, perfect system, and that's an interesting... Uh, that's, that's interesting there. I definitely agree in the sense that I would much prefer the God's token earning mechanism to be some sort of daily earning me- earning mechanism, Um a la, you know, Flux, a la Stars, a la most other play-to-earn games with their daily quests earning you the ecosystem's token. Um, yeah, do you have, like, a preferred uh, uh, implementation you'd like to see for, like, a God's play-to-earn system? Yeah, I'm actually... I, I actually like the old one, the uh, Blessing event, where it was a weekly event, and you had to do a certain number of games and also a certain number of wins. Um, I, I just felt like that was fair for people that can't play every day. And I felt like having a daily earn system, it, it, it can give people that FOMO, right? Where they have to log in. And my only argument for that was that Gods and Chain is not on mobile. So it's not as accessible everywhere. So you literally, if it was a daily earn system, you literally have to have a, be able to sit in front of a PC for a set amount of time and do your daily quest or whatever it is. So I just felt like um, the, the current state of the game, I'm not sure if a daily earn is, um, is the best way to give the, to grow the play-to-earn um, rewards. I, I did like the, the way that the old one was, the, you know, the weekly, call it the weekly quest, weekly task. I like that one better. Yeah, and you know, you got me thinking, like framing it that way. I think what I like about the idea of like a daily system is the fact that, it, you know, it allows you to... Uh, uh, you know, set more tasks for the players to compete, uh, complete, like maybe instead of just like X wins, it's X wins with nature or X wins with light or like, you know, win three games with three different gods. Um, that said, you know, you can do that with a weekly system too. It doesn't have to just be 20, 40, 60, 7, 14, 21 for like the thresholds that you have to hit for wins. You can have it for, you know, different gods. You can have it for different, you know, deck building conditions, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, it's a good yeah. point. Imagine if um, whether it's you know uniform across the board or random to each player. But let's say it said win 15 games with light this week, and you can imagine. And Mudman talked about how light is is you know is currently underrepresented and doing the worst. But imagine if if you know top players were forced to play 15 win 15 times with light. I mean, you know, people are gonna it's gonna change the meta because people are now hey, I'm queuing into light. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it, you know, forces people to experiment a bit and find some archetypes that don't exist yet. Might be bubbling under the surface, huh? I guess we'll have to go to the feedback channel after this. 
Sounds good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll <I> upvote. <laughs> Noted. Okay, so we got homework. Um, yeah, again, Professor, thank you so much for swinging by. I really do appreciate it. Um, thanks to everybody, as per always, for listening in. And until um, next time, please take it easy. Have a good one. Bye. Things are so bright for you. I hope that is You bring so much I'm so excited for you. Things are so bright for you. I hope that is You bring so much for I'm so excited for